at the end of our days, we want to be proud of how we spent that day. At the end of our lives, we want to be equally proud of the decisions that we've made. To do this, we need to face the hard. We need to talk it out. We need to lean into community, relatability, and understanding. We need to hear how other people got it together, how they overcame the shame, hurt, toxicity, and past trauma, and chose to move forward but nobody talks about the hard stuff enough. Life is tough and confusing, and yet we try to glide over the struggles like the glaze on a donut and expect to come out unscathed on the other side. We don't deal with the hard, we just keep moving forward, distracting ourselves with scrolling, Netflix binges, and a busy, busy life. But none of us wanna feel like we're drowning or settling in the one life that we've been given, and that's where this show comes in. I long to be a piece of the puzzle that not only extends a hand, but comes alongside of you to live well and to live with joy. On the Living Easy podcast, I dig deep and talk about the things that people are not always comfortable discussing. We talk about the nitty gritty of marriage from living like roommates to the confusion of sex and intimacy. We talk about the reality of losing friendships and the art of making new ones as an adult because let's be honest, it is not always easy. And we explore essential life principles like real forgiveness, making perfect memories in imperfect homes, and how to deepen your relationship with God in a way that genuinely changes how you live and how you love. God has used the Living Easy podcast to touch hearts in nearly every country in this world. I started this journey with just a computer on my lap as a nursing mom. And since that point, I've had the incredible privilege of connecting with millions of people worldwide through my platforms and through my online courses, such as The Wife Project, From Roommates to Soulmates. At the heart of it all, it is people who make my world go round. Relationships matter, and how you feel about your life at the end of your life is of great importance. And that is why I pour my heart into connecting with you. People are everything to me, and I share my own stories of my mess, the hardships, and my big mistakes on this podcast, paired with all of the wisdom and the lessons that I have learned along the way to bring you freedom. So let's be friends, click subscribe, grab your favorite warm beverage, and get cozy. I'm Lindsay Maestas. Welcome to the Living Easy Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Living Easy Podcast. This is Lindsay Maestas, your host, and I'm so thankful to be here with you all today. I'm actually recording this relatively late in the evening, which is when I tend to record anyways because... It's when my house is quiet and my mind is still and I'm able to just be fully present. So on today's episode, I'm going to talk about something that has been a huge topic of conversation with my friends and family and even between Jesse and me. And it's relatively maybe a little bit controversial, not in the sense that the topic itself is controversial but in the sense that people have a really hard time admitting or acknowledging this side of motherhood and marriage. And what that side is, is the struggle in feeling like you've lost a piece of yourself after having children or getting married and coming into a semi-identity crisis and forgetting how to be your old self or missing your old self. And I actually had this conversation just a few months ago with Jesse, and all that I said was, I just miss being Lindsay, not having the role of a mom or a wife or a business owner, just Lindsay without the roles. And I feel like I've lost a piece of myself and like I've forgotten who Lindsay was. And 
it was so interesting to me because I really do believe that God just brings people into our lives in certain seasons and also people who are able to speak into very similar circumstances that you're walking through. And a friend of mine invited me to lunch and we went and she said, I kid you not, almost the exact same words to me. Basically, I miss who I was and my life is shifting and transforming so quickly before my eyes and I feel like I'm still trying to grasp onto that girl in high school and in college who loved these things or did these things and that most days I'm just in a fog. And I was able, thankfully, to say, one, you are absolutely not alone. The number of people I talk to about this is far more than you would ever imagine. But two, I don't believe that there's any shame in this. Because to be clear, you're not a horrible parent or a spouse for having these feelings. We are allowed to feel. We are allowed to miss things. We are allowed to even feel a little bit bombarded and overwhelmed by the amount of responsibilities that we have as a human being because there are a lot. And people don't forewarn you about the life shifts that happen when you have children. And the thing is, is that when you have kids, it doesn't ever stop. There is no part of the 24-hour cycle where you don't have to worry about them, especially like Jesse and I, we have a son with severe asthma. And so most of our nights are spent a little bit on edge, just making sure he's okay, that he's breathing all right. Um, We also have a child who wets the bed way more often than we would like. And so we go to sleep thinking about our children, what we did that day, how we can be better the next day, what they excelled in, what they're working on. Jesse and I talk through those things. And then we wake up in the middle of the night to a need or a cry or something, which now that they're almost six and eight years old, it is getting less and less. And I'm so thankful. Oh my gosh, so thankful. But it still happens. And then you wake up and they're there. (laughs) And your day starts again and you have that responsibility. So it's constant. It is a constant responsibility. And while it is beautiful and sweet, we are still human beings with limitations. And so I just want to give you a little bit of freedom that you are going through a lot as a human by not only trying to care for yourself, but caring for a child, helping to care for a spouse, and caring for your home. And if you have a spouse who doesn't play their part in sharing that emotional and physical burden of the home, it can often feel like having another child, which is very, very difficult. So when you're so focused on taking care of everyone else, it's easy to abandon your own needs. And if you've ever felt this way, then you're in the right place. Because we're going to talk a little bit about it, about why we lose our identity and how to get it back. And I am going to try to be brief. (laughs) We know how that usually goes, but that's the goal. So when we, as mothers, and this can speak to men too, but I do really think that maternal energy, the maternal mindset, we have a very difficult time shutting off at any point. My husband is a very present, very active father and husband. I'm very thankful for that, and I am blessed to have that. But I will say that he is able to shut off his mind. (laughs) He's able to shut off the needs. He is able to tune 
things out in a way that I can't. There are just a lot of differences. And with the maternal instinct, I have a physical, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I have a physical reaction to my children. If I hear a cry, my stomach is knotted instantly and I jolt awake. Like I just had a shot of adrenaline pumped into my heart. That is how I feel anytime I hear my kids cry in the middle of the night. My husband can very easily sleep through all of it or at least pretend that he is sleeping through all of it. So when we acknowledge this, we're really able to see how difficult it is for us to disconnect. And when I think back to old Lindsay, there's not a lot that I would pull from that girl. She was a hot mess and a disaster. But what I did know and what I do miss is just the things that I loved and the things that I had a passion for. And even as a 19-year-old, when I did finally give my life to Jesus, there's so much about that Lindsay that I miss. And you might find yourself thinking those things. Like, I used to fill in the blank. I used to be fun. I used to love going to movies with friends. I used to love concerts or music. I used to love reading or painting or singing or design or exercising, whatever that thing was for you. I used to drink coffee and eat food before it got cold or without anybody wanting a sip or a bite. But now I don't have the time or the energy or the opportunity to live in the way that I lived as that person. And when we think through those things, I don't think that it's bad for us to have that notion of what we once were, but I do want to change the rhetoric a little bit in order for us to have a new perception. And we'll get to that point, but it is okay for you to miss the freedom of just being you of feeling human. I used to tell people when I first had my son Sutton that I was not a human until 1130 in the morning because I had been up all night nursing and then I was awake and then I was trying to get pumping going because my nursing was kind of a mess. And I was not showered, really rarely showered, but I was not showered or prepped if I had help until 1130. And even then I was still like trying to wake up. And that is a lot on a person. So if you have a newborn, if you have a really challenging toddler or just, I mean, a toddler, if you have adult children, you're homeschooling or you're walking through difficult behavioral seasons, it takes up so much of us. And we can really miss the freedom of just being us, of just being me. And this doesn't mean by admitting this, that you would change your life for anything. It doesn't mean you regret becoming a parent or a spouse. These are very separate, distinct things. And so just reiterating again, because I think so many moms and women feel this deep shame or guilt for feeling this longing. And it is not a bad thing. God has created you as an individual. He has created you as an individual as you. I am Lindsay And I have these roles and I want to do these roles well to the glory of God and with excellence, but that doesn't mean I have to completely lose Lindsay. And so though as mothers, we're still in control of our own lives, things are very different because we're also in control or have a handle on other people's lives and our desires and our motivations and those spontaneous urges don't factor into our decision-making as much as they used to. Now we consider our children's needs equal to or above our own, typically above our own, in the day-to-day. And this is good and fine and right, and I'm not saying it's not 
something to live out, but it is still a shock to the system and it still takes getting used to and adjusting to. So let's talk a little bit about why we lose our identity and then how to find that balance. So number one, we lose our identity because we don't make any time for ourselves, including in our relationships with God and with others. The best piece of advice I have ever received as a mother, and it changed the dynamic of my motherhood and of my home for the better, was to have a mom day. One of my best friends, Jen, had this conversation with me, I think before I even delivered Sutton, who's my oldest son. And she told me, Lindsay, as soon as you're willing and able, you need a day to yourself. This is not a day where you're working or where you're doing something with responsibilities. As a mom with a baby, and then after having two babies and then having a business, you need to come to a place where you are doing something that you enjoy just as you, where there are no responsibilities or roles and you get to just be Lindsay. What does that look like? And I, when I finally started doing that, I got a sitter who we loved and trusted and my mom would take the boys some days, but I would go and do whatever the heck I wanted. And I asked for help. I paid for a sitter. It was out of our budget. I knew that I had to kind of cut some other areas and usually it was only for three to four hours during the day, but it would be during a time when I just got to choose what I did. And if I could just tell every single human being out there that you need time to yourself and that this kind of day is essential for our mental health, especially when we're overwhelmed and we don't have children who are in school and we have breaks during the day, you need a mom day. And I would go drive and I would just blare my music as loud as I could, drive around. I would go to Target and I would get a Starbucks, and I would walk. I would meet a friend for coffee or breakfast if I felt like it. I would go watch a movie by myself. I did that all the time, or go to lunch by myself and take a book. I would go to a park and sit and read. I would binge watch TV and order Chinese. I did whatever the heck I wanted. And you guys, when I tell you that I was a significantly better human being, better mom, better wife because of this, I mean it 1000%. It was the best thing that I ever did. And you just sometimes need to ask for help. You need to ask for what you want. Men are great at saying, hey, I'm going golfing tomorrow. Hey, I have this thing. Hey, I'm going hunting for 15 days. (laughs) I'll see you when I get back. They say what they want. And I think that we are afraid of their reaction. We're afraid of what happens when we leave, which is not okay. We should not have to worry about our spouse being with our children alone or taking care of the home. And if that is an issue, there needs to be a conversation. But we also need to be willing to ask for what we want and also let go of the control a little bit. Because when we hold on to those reins so tightly, we can suffocate our family a little bit. So learning to let go and learning to spend a little bit of time alone to remember who you are and to be who you are. This is the truth about your marriage. God did not call you to be a fix-him wife. He called you to be a love-him wife. I want you to imagine for a moment your home lighting up in flames. Would you wait until the entire house had burnt down before seeking help? No, right? It's more likely that as soon as you saw the spark of that first flame, you would do everything in your power to fight the damage 
fix it, learn from it, and to seek help. Now let's apply that same wisdom to your marriage. Divorce statistics do not lie, you guys. 50% of Christian marriages end in divorce. So why wait until your marriage has burned to the ground before taking action? The Wife Project from Roommates to Soulmates is an eight and a half week biblical study that I am so deeply passionate about because I have had the amazing opportunity to watch it change thousands of marriages for the better around the entire world. It offers a lifeline for those seeking to become best friends with their spouse again, to actually like one another again, and to rekindle the affection, intimacy, and closeness that you once experienced. So is this a project for you? Here are a few questions that you can ask yourself. Number one, do you feel like coldness and hard-heartedness have replaced the affection and the excitement in your marriage? Do you find yourself feeling lonely, struggling to communicate your wants and your needs to your spouse, or just never wanting to be together? Number two, are you a woman who is seeking to embrace her role as a godly wife, just learning how to love your husband as God intended? Number three, do you long to deepen your relationship with Jesus, strengthen your own prayer life, trust Him in your sex life, and become a more godly spouse each day? Number four, perhaps you're single, coming from a broken home with a fractured view of marriage, and you yearn to discover what God says about this sacred union of commitment. Or number five, maybe you're recently engaged and you're eager to prepare your heart in the best way for your future husband by fixing your gaze on Jesus. I want you to consider the words of one of the students of The Wife Project who shared, My husband and I had been struggling for a very long time. We love each other, but miscommunication and exhaustion were taking a toll. In just a few days of walking through The Wife Project, I feel a genuine change in our marriage and in the tone of our home. As well as Kelsey's testimony, The Wife Project showed me God's vision for our marriage. I realized that I need to stop trying to get my husband to fill a role that he was never created to fill. Thank you, Lindsay, for giving me the tools I needed to save my marriage. I truly believe you are a gift from God to our family. So if you are ready to change your marriage, there has never been a better time to invest in one of the most important relationships in your life. And it begins with you. We cannot change the person next to us as much as we might want to, but we can start with us. And if we deepen our faith in such a way that it pours out onto our marriage, we will see the fruit of that in our home. This course includes a 65-page workbook with practical applications, conversation starters, date night ideas, memory verses, journaling pages, and so much more to get you started right away on implementing what you're learning. It is time to make a generational change for the sake of your children and for the glory of God. Let them see how you communicate healthfully and change the dynamic of your home for the better. You will learn how to communicate, love, serve, date, and pursue intimacy as Christ intended, and you will never regret it. Click the link in my bio or go to sparrowsandlily.com backslash the-wife-project to get started today. You will have lifetime access and can go at your own pace. Make the choice to transform your marriage and write a new chapter today. Let's get back to today's episode. Number two, we lose our identity because we stop caring for our appearance. This may not feel big to you, especially if you're not somebody who really cares what you look like or how you appear. I struggle with vanity. I'm very open about that. So I'm always feeling like I need to be super ready all the time and just in my element or otherwise I'm like disappointing people. It's a huge lie that the enemy has filled my mind with and God and I are working through it. But whether you struggle like I do or whether you just don't care at all, this still matters because if you haven't noticed, and it's likely that you have, when you do even something small to get ready for the day, whether that's make your hair look cute or put on a little bit of lip gloss and mascara or put on a new outfit or even put on cute leggings and a cute sweater, 
you likely feel a little bit better that day. And it's not about appearance and how you look to people in in vanity. It doesn't have to be about that. So much of it is just saying, I prioritize myself. I matter enough to give myself five to 10 minutes to brush my hair or to hop in the shower. Showers are a game changer. If you're a mama of newborns, and I do have an episode where I talk about things that I wish I knew before I became a mom, so make sure to scroll back and listen to that one. But taking a shower does not have to take 30 minutes. You know that. If you have a newborn, put them in a little swing, even if they cry. Take the stinking shower. Take care of yourself and allow yourself to prioritize you and your hygiene and your cleanliness. A five-minute shower will not ruin everything. Make time for that every single day. And whether it's getting outside while you put the toddler in front of the television for five minutes and you go sit in the sun and read your Bible or read a book or take time to pray, that time is essential for you. So don't stop caring for your physical needs or for your emotional needs. Number three, moms lose their identity because they have to slow down and can then begin to isolate. This is a huge one for so many women. We are really used to being on. And when you become a mom, your on shifts from serving other people or filling your time with other people to filling your time with little humans who a lot of them cannot even have a full conversation yet. Or it's just a very different type of conversation than what you would have with another adult. I did a survey once, and the number one challenge that mothers mentioned was loneliness. It's huge, you guys. People feel isolated. People want friends. And I have so many episodes about making friends as an adult. So please go listen to those as well. Because it is essential. God did not create you to live on an island. And when we feel isolated, alone, bored at home, It's really challenging for us to give our all to our children or to feel like us, to feel like a human being. And when our babies are small and we isolate, they will eventually grow older. And as they grow older, it's going to be more difficult for us to make new friends. Not that it's impossible. Jesse and I moved here from Nashville two years ago and we made some really wonderful friends and have still continued building new relationships. And then as you grow older and the kids grow older, you still maintain those relationships. If you have nothing else in common, you at least have in common that you have a child, (laughs) a baby, or a toddler. And so the key is to get involved no matter what season of life your children are in. Join fitness groups, church community groups, Bible studies, and initiate friendship. You have to take action in order to see a change in your life. You have to be willing to invite people out invite people over. And if they're not somebody who wants to do the things that you like to do, you can move on and find somebody else or do the things that that person likes to do and become immersed in something that you might not normally be familiar with or be accustomed to. People often feel like they're so depleted that they won't be able to add friendship in. They're like, oh my gosh, when the heck am I going to find time, Lindsay, to invite someone to my house, to clean my house before somebody comes in, and to entertain them while trying to manage my child? The thing is, these people, the loneliness of women is so abundant because everyone's worried about the same things. And all anybody wants is to be welcomed in. I've had many friends who've said, I'm so sorry I never had you for dinner. My house was too small. And all I can think, and I've said it out loud, is I don't 
care. You could live in a shoebox and I will come over because I want to be with you. That is all that matters. I don't care how clean your house is or not clean it is. I just want to be with you and around you. And the more you apologize for your uncleanliness, the more I have to apologize for my boy's dirty bathroom or whatever it might be. We give one another the freedom when we show up as we are. When the depletion happens and we feel so overwhelmed, we feel like, oh my gosh, I'm adding just one more thing. But the truth is that this is what is going to energize you. This friendship, these relationships are what are going to fill you. So they fill that empty cup when we're depleted, even though we think they're going to take more from us. But that is a lie from the enemy. God has created you to be in community. So fill your cup with people, with relationships, even if it's a quick walk around the block or a phone call or a cup of coffee in the backyard, whatever it needs to be, make time for people. Next, moms lose their identity because they've lost the freedom they once had. You guys, we once lived a life doing whatever the heck we wanted when we wanted. Now we have a spouse who gets a say in our decisions. We have children who our decisions are dictated around because they have sleep schedules or school schedules or sports schedules. There are a lot of rules and restrictions and boundaries for us to navigate when trying to be human. So here's a very real reality. We spend a lot of our free time scrolling or watching TV. The kids go to bed and our lives kind of stop. Not all of us, but we feel like, okay, I'm trying to decompress. I need a little bit of time, so I'm going to do this thing. Now, we could still be doing the things that we used to do, and that's what I really want to hone in on here. You can plan a late movie night out with friends. Yes, you're going to be tired. Yes, you might be tired the next morning, but will you feel a little bit more like yourself the next day? I think so. Getting a drink late at night, 7.30, 8.30, after the kids go to bed, husband's home, hanging out, having someone over early morning for some coffee. One of my best friends used to come over <laughs> bright and early, 5.30 in the morning every single Friday just so that we could have time together because we really couldn't fit it in any other time. And we would sit and talk for an hour before my boys woke up. I was exhausted, you guys. It was wearing. She would come in like dying, coming in the winter, freezing cold. But she was so intentional with me and it made my entire week. I felt so much less lonely because of her, because of my time with her. And it was so satisfying. Was it convenient? No, not necessarily. But did I feel more like myself? Absolutely. So instead of scrolling, instead of binging Netflix, find that thing that you want to do. What is that hobby that sounds fun or exciting or the thing you used to go out and do? Plan it once a month, once every couple of weeks to where you give yourself the freedom to go out even when it's dark outside and be a little bit more like your old self. Next, moms lose their identity because they need to reframe their thoughts. So this is what I was talking about a little bit earlier. This is something I read on a blog post a while back, and it really resonated with me. We have to shift our thought from negative to anticipatory. So instead of constantly repeating, I don't know who I am, I don't feel like myself anymore, we can instead say, I don't know who I am yet, but I'm excited to find out. That shift is small, but it's mighty because we're now in a place in our minds and in our hearts where we are 
older and wiser and we get to rediscover ourselves. We have probably a little bit more of a financial backing than we did in high school when we were eating ramen every night. We have more of an understanding of the things we desire and like. We have more of a longing for freedom and excitement and adventure. And we can utilize that to shape it into the person that we want to be. And I would almost even tell you to make, my sister-in-law would say, make a brand board. (laughs) Like make a brand board. Think about the things that you love, the things that you enjoy, the things that you used to love and create a visual brand board on Canva or poster board that has a collage of all of the things that you love and all of the things that you want for yourself. Or if you're a writer like I am, write it all down and make a list of the things that make you feel alive. When you see it in person and when you see it, you have it as a tangible visual asset, I really believe you're able to say, okay, here are the areas of my life where I'm really just settling and I'm just stagnant and I'm allowing it to be this consistent thing where I feel stuck versus saying, okay, here's where I'm at. Here's where I want to be. I'm not there yet, but I'm going to get myself there. And it takes intentionality. It takes getting uncomfortable and inviting that person or going to that thing or putting yourself on Bumble BFF to make new friends. That is an app, by the way, that I really recommend doing things that get you to that place. It may mean taking a two-hour drive somewhere to experience something new with your child, even though you know they're going to cry maybe the whole time. (laughs) I've done that many times. But I know old Lindsay would want to drive that two hours to go see that thing, and I'm going to figure out a way to do it, even when it's inconvenient, even when it's uncomfortable, because I want to enjoy my life. I want to experience my life. I want it to be an adventure. And this is not saying if your child hates the car seat, neglect them and do those things. I'm saying just know there are going to be moments that are not the most comfortable or easy, but it will add a little bit of that back into your life, of that adventure and the spontaneity. So don't lose that. Lastly, Moms lose their identity because they don't ask for what they want. So I touched on this before, but I am going to heavily reiterate. If you need something and your spouse is not meeting that standard, you need to ask for it. If you want to go to the gym one time a day, you need to ask for when is a good time for me to go to the gym so that I can do this thing that makes me feel good. If you need a once a week mom day, ask for that thing. Do you need a date night every week with your spouse to feel alive? Ask for those things. You may be disappointed (laughs) with the response. And unfortunately, I hate that this is a commonality among so many marriages that the husband acts like it is a huge inconvenience to be with their children. I pray and hope that that is not your story. If it is, strongly recommend counseling or another man to step in and to have a little bit of a word with a spouse who needs to be a man and a father and to be present and not to act as if he's babysitting a child. I have read and seen statistically that millennial fathers are three times more present and available than their fathers, which makes me so happy. But this does not mean that there aren't exceptions to the rule. So if you're struggling with this, I really strongly encourage you have another couple or a pastor or somebody that you respect to have a word and to have a conversation so that you are not feeling guilted or shamed for going out. 
However, if you have a present husband or father, even though you've been working all day and maybe you've been out of the house working and busy and you feel guilty for not spending that time with your children, I just want to tell you that if you go out even for an hour and you come home, even if you've been working all week, but you go out for that one hour to do something fun or liberating, you're going to come back and be a more present mom. Absolutely guaranteed. I promise you, you have my word. You are going to be more present. You're going to be more free. They're going to enjoy you more and your husband's going to enjoy you more. So if you need to take a walk, tell your husband from this time to this time, I need to take a walk. I need you to hang with the kids. And the more that you give yourself the freedom to ask for those things that you want, the more selfless of a human you're going to be when you're inside of the home. I pray that this just gives you a little bit of insight. While it's not a one size fits all for anybody, of course, there are things, there are solutions that we can implement as human beings to be more like ourselves and to not have that full identity crisis and lose a piece of who we are. There are going to be pieces of us that are relocated, right? They're going to be relocated into our children's hearts, into our spouse's heart, into the responsibilities that we have. But that doesn't mean that we give all of ourselves away. It is a balance. It is a harmony. And while there are going to be pieces of you that are carried more heavily with your children for a season and then carried more heavily with your spouse or with your job for a season, it doesn't mean that they can't come back to you. And so don't give it all away. Don't throw it in the trash or treat it as if it doesn't matter. Your appearance and your hygiene and your self-care matter. The things that you enjoy doing and the passions that you have they matter. So choose to make time for them over doing things that are mindless and empty, like scrolling and watching other people's lives through a screen. Live your life. And the more that you start to implement these things, the more that you will find that you know who you are and that you're discovering this new version of yourself. I love you guys. Thanks for being here. If you enjoy this episode, please share a screenshot on Instagram stories. Let people know that you enjoyed it. And don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every single week. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye.